as, as cool as possible. Everybody say a new approach. Now, y'all got to talk to me tonight. My wife ain't here. I'm feeling all kind of some kind of way. Y'all pray for, pray for Pastor Tanya. She's sick tonight. She's under the weather. She went out with open-toe shoes when cold, when weather wasn't open-toe weather. And so she's paying for it right now, so y'all pray for it anyways, amen? Um, so she had to recover tonight. So everyone say, realize here, a new approach. Y'all still did, now. Nah. Y'all going to make this real hard on me, so we're going to try one more time. A new approach to an old worship. Amen. Y'all got it. That was a whole lot better. All right. Amen. A new approach to old worship. I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to write down a couple of words. Write down a couple of words. I want you to write down the word new. The word new. The word new. This is so important. A lot of us don't realize we're still taking the old, the old approach to the old worship. The old approach to the old worship. And we need to shift to the new approach to new worship. Can I tell you all something as a pastor? Um, one, of the, one thing I have to come to grips with, I want everybody to kind of give me their eyes for a second. As a pastor, one thing I have to come to grips with is that y'all remember about 10% of what I say as a pastor. Listen, and, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. That's a good thing because if I say something really bad and mess up, y'all probably won't remember it anyways. Um, the bad thing is that if I say something really good, y'all probably won't remember it anyways. But um, someone say, we remember about 10% of what I say. So by, if you remember about 10% of what I say, how much of what you study you remember, you think? If you remember about 10% of what I say, how many of y'all, what, how much of what you study do you remember? Somebody throw me a wild number out there, a crazy number. How much of what you, what I, what you study, huh? Let's try 90%. You remember about 90% of what you study. So if I teach a subject and you only, you only hear what I say, You've wasted most of your time here because you're not going to remember at least 90% of what I've told you. So it's so important. As a pastor, I come to grips there. I, I come to realize that I'm going to have to teach something over and over again. And not just for you because I'm missing 10% of what I study. So to get that 10% I miss, I got to go back and study it again and again and again. So it, I don't have a problem with it. But if you will, really want to retain this, you must do your study. Now, how many of y'all went and did the homework? One, I knew Mama Carol would. She did the first part. How many of y'all know halfway still ain't the whole way? No, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm going to be hard. I'm going to be hard. But how many of y'all thought about it at least? Thought about it. All right. At least I got halfway. I almost thought about it. So these assignments that I, listen, guess what's going to happen tonight? Since y'all ain't going to read it, we're going to read all the work tonight. No, we won't make you read all of it. We're going to go through some of it. But this is, listen, can I tell y'all, and I, I don't like to play with these words. I'm going to say it to you this time. This is probably one of the most important things I can teach you. Out of all the things I can teach you, it's not about money, not about cars, not about clothes. Out of everything I teach you, I promise you, this beginning of this lesson is probably one of the most important things I teach you. Can anybody tell me why they think this is one of the most important things? Can anybody tell me? I'm going to make you think in Bible study. That's probably why people won't come to my Bible study, because I'm going to make you think, make you work, and make you talk. I'm not going to just preach and do all the work myself. Can anybody tell me why they think this is probably one of the most important lessons I ever teach you? A new approach to old worship. Talk to him, Brother Evan. I can't hear you. That is really good. That is really good. This is what we were created to do. So let's talk about that a little bit more. What do we mean this is what we were created to do? Talk to me. Talk to me. What does it mean this is what we were created to do? Because we, was we all meant to be on the worship team? 
I mean, we all got a gift of singing in us somewhere. Right? Because Bishop catches it every now and then, but I miss it more than I catch it. So I know for a fact we all weren't created to sing. I know that. Everybody wasn't a David. All right? So if this, we wasn't all created to sing, what does worship mean? Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. I got a challenge in minds because this is, what, this is where the kingdom of God is filling. We think we're here to get cars. We think we're here to get clothes, houses. I told you this past Sunday, and prophets Kim preached about it. We, pre- we serve God out of convenience. We serve God out of convenience, and we use this word so loosely. I've been using it quite a bit here lately, but we pimp God. We pimp God. Can anybody tell what you mean, what it means to pimp God? Well, what do we mean when we say we pimp God? We use it for our benefits, what we want from him. How many of y'all know we're missing it? Just because you walk outside and you get wet and I get wet don't mean you're saving than I am or I'm saving than you are. Because the Bible says he does what? He ran on what? So just because you get a new car don't mean that, that you did something right. Just because you got a new house don't mean you did something right. The way you continually get stuff, stuff that you need from God is because you know how to worship him. Somebody say worship. worship. And the reason why I must teach this lesson because many of us have been taking the old approach to the old worship. Worship didn't change. Worship didn't change because worship has one purpose and one purpose only. Worship did not change. But the approach to worship changed. The approach to worship changed. So can anybody tell me once again, why do you think Brother Devin kind of put out there, but I want to take a little bit deeper, why is this probably one of the most important lessons I ever teach you? It's going to teach you how to stay in connection with God. Everyone say to me real quick, say a new approach to an old worship. The word new, the word new, write it down. It means a difference, different than before, different than before. Different than before. How many people have ever been Catholic before? Anybody here been Catholic? One person here. How many people have y'all seen, and this is unique that God had me to start this lesson today, on what's today? What's today? The sixth, the sixth, what, what is it? Lent. 20, everybody not care about your birthday. Amen. Somebody say Lent. Does anybody know what the specific day of Lent this is? What's the Pacific day of Lent this is? Fat Tuesday was yesterday. And I would have took that with you if today was Tuesday. We could have walked with that one, but I had to go ahead and go without you. <laughs> Somebody said, Ask Wednesday. What is so, so this is so important. I can teach the Bible to y'all for 10 years, and y'all are missing the significance behind Ask Wednesday. What's the Ask Wednesday? Go with me real quick over to one verse. What was that verse? I want to go to, um, help me, Holy Ghost, Hebrew. Real quick, Hebrew, real quick. Everybody, real quick, Hebrew. Go to Hebrew, the... I think it's the 10th chapter. Go to 10th chapter. Everyone say Ash Wednesday. What's the significant behind ashes? Anybody, please. What's significant behind ashes? Burning? 
What did David do? Talk to me. Talk to me. Come on. Come on. What, why, did David, why did David put sackcloth on? What, what happened? <laughs> Repentance. What was, he was in mourning. That's a great word, mourning. Why did David go into mourning? Because he did what? He sinned. And what, after he sinned, what did he put on his body? She just said it. Sackcloth. And then what did he lay in? Ashes. Why did he lay in ashes? Ashes was representation of a what offering? A burnt offering. What was offering for? Sacrifice for what? Sin. This is the key thing. Every time there was a sacrifice in the Old Testament, it was for sin. Every time you killed an animal, it was for what? And it was a substitution for who? You. Because the ultimate penalty of sin is what? We're going to get to that in a minute, but I had to get to an appreciation here in a second. This Ask Wednesday, Ask Wednesday is a day that's set aside for a religious act that happens over and over again. What does Ask Wednesday follow? What was yesterday? Fat Tuesday. What, what happened on Fat Tuesday? They sin and party. What's the major part that happened on Fat Tuesday? Start with the M. Mardi Gras. Y'all didn't know Mardi Gras was a religious holiday? Let's talk. Mardi Gras is a representation of a day that you can go out there and sin as much as you want. Sleep with all the women, get as drunk as you want to, because following Fat Tuesday is Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is the time you can put a cross on your forehead and thank God I didn't die last night. That's what, that's what Catholicists believe, that this is, what they're representing is here in Hebrew. Somebody read Hebrew 10, chapter, first verse real quick and read until I tell you to stop. Give me a mic, Brother Devin. Elder already got one, so Elder going to read. I want to get you to thinking. This is the problem. We, 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 how many chefs do I have? I have one chef in the building. When you take a dish, and, and it's a taco, but you take that taco and you put it in the, on the plate, and we call it a what? What kind of, we take that taco and put it in different forms on the plate. It's a deconstructed taco. It's, it's, it's what's together, but we decided to deconstruct it because it looked better and call it cute and everything, but still, it was a taco we put it back together. We deconstruct God's Word. We take it and put it in different pieces in different places, and realize that we need to put it together and make it God's Word so we can have a true appreciation of why should we get happy that Jesus died. A lot of us don't get happy that Jesus died because we don't realize why he died and what was the whole Old Testament all about. So, Elder, real quick, read with me um, the Hebrew the 10th chapter, real loud. Somebody say, Ash Wednesday was a, re- was a religious ritual. It's a religious ritual. But all is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this, for this reason, it will never, by the same sacrifice, repeated endlessly year after year. Okay, what it says, how often what? How often is it? Yes, Somebody say, what? Yes, Everybody's together. It says, what? So every year at this time, they do sacrifices every year at this time to pay for sin that you're already going to do and you, you have, you've already done the ones you're going to do. So say it again. Read the, t- the first verse again. It was premeditated. They already knew they was going to sin. So we're going to have all these animals come up here. On Fat Tuesday, we knew we were going to get drunk and sleep with women and have a fool and get high because we knew here come Ash Tuesday. We knew this. We knew it because Jesus hasn't died yet. So when you sin, you're not putting a thorn on his head or a strap in his back. You're just putting a knife to an animal's throat. It didn't mean much. 
But it did mean that the crop that your father grew, he's going to lose some of it. The animals that your father raised, he's going to lose some of it. Some of your value. If I told you, keep on sinning, but every time you sin, I'm going to cut one of your tires on your car. You get tired of buying tires after a while, right? And that's what God wanted. He said, I want you to get to the point where you get tired of killing your own stuff. So when I do send something that well, you don't have to kill your own stuff for and you don't have to die, you will finally appreciate him. But us as new Christians, we ignore the whole entire Old Testament and we went straight to the Gospels and that he died, he rose again, but we forget why he died. And so we do whatever we want to do, we live however we want to, because we don't realize that it was a payment paid for him to die and you don't accept him until you live for him. The true substitution. What is substitution? Swap places. We think he just died, now we can live. Until you live for him, you haven't lived. So can we, we cannot move forward until we appreciate the reason why he died. He fulfilled everything that was put in place, Old Testament to New. So important. This is why you must study the 90 so you stop missing the 10. Or you start study the 90 so you miss, stop missing the 90. I'd rather you miss 10 than lose the whole entire 90. So, let's, so we do Ask Wednesday because it's a, it's a continual year-to-year -year ritual. Keep going, though, Elder. Stop. If, if killing an animal and burning them and creating ashes would have fixed you, they would have stopped. They wouldn't have done it year after year after year. So apparently this wasn't working. Apparently this was just a placeholder. Somebody say placeholder. So apparently something better should come, but until that thing better, that's why I have a problem with the Catholicists doing Ash Wednesday because the new way come. I don't need to put no ashes on my head because the only ashes is Jesus' ashes. And I don't need to rub another ash in my head no more because the true sacrifice. That's why I'm not falling into the, the religious act, but I'm falling into the religious responsibility of just going to my father. So I'm going I'm to fast for 40 days, not because I put an ash in my head, because I don't deserve to be here anyway, so I'm going to sacrifice for 40 days. I'm going to use their ritual as my relationship placeholder. So keep reading, Elder, but read it with more emphasis. I'm sorry, I'm messing with you. It's what? Go back. You didn't read that right. I don't want bulls. I don't want ghosts. I want your body. You deserve to die for every sin that you committed. How many of y'all, if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, still sin? Don't raise your hand. You know for a fact you probably still would. We would. I know we would because people do it every day now. We do something they know going to lead to death, but we continue to do it because we hope we can cheat time. But he says, I didn't want goats. I only allowed goats. People say that God is one of the most, what's some people who, uh, who are against you, you hurting animals? They, they, they really against you, you beating animals, and they got this whole group that come. Yeah, yeah them, them, they, they, them folks hate God. They hate God. They do. They, they, have, they write articles about God. Why would a God want you to kill an animal? God says, you got a choice. You are the goat. You can take all you, you can take him out. But he wasn't saying that you had to, but it's a substitution. Sin, listen, 
I need you to understand this. If you don't understand nothing I say, write this down. When sin first happened, it was valuable. It was valuable. How many of y'all messed up and it actually felt better than what mama said it was going to feel like? And boy, it got valuable. And God says, I have to depreciate sin and eventually make you appreciate salvation. And how do he uh, depreciate sin? The only way he depreciates sin is increase the cost. I have to increase the cost. Man, I won't get ahead of myself. Can I stop for a second and finish my opening? Okay. Somebody say new. Somebody say new. new. Different. It's a different approach. The word approach is a certain way of doing something. A certain way of doing something. I need you to retain this. I need you to go home and study this. This is so important. I promise you, you will appreciate Jesus a whole lot more if you understood this process. Everyone say new. Different. The word approach is a certain way of doing things. A certain way of doing things. We're going to have a different way of doing things. The word worship, this is very key. I've said this a million and one times. I bet you I've said it a million and one times since I've been in New Destiny. The Greek word for worship is proskuneo. This is not by chance. Worship was not designed for you to sound good on stage. Worship was not designed for you to get a car. I can't stand when somebody tell me they worship to get a car. I worship God. I praise God. For what? A car? That's like you saying to me, my daughter saying, Daddy, you sure look nice if they can have a dollar. You're using me. You're pipping me. Stop playing with my emotional tie to you. My emotional tie to you is worship. He says, if you delight yourself in me, I delight myself in you. And I give you all that mess. Stop bringing that mess to my worship time. Stop showing up in my prayer time with your knees. All you got to do is delight and I delight. You delight, I delight. Stop trying to beg me for stuff in my prayer time. When I want to spend time with you, you come and begging for me. You think they won't into the upper room asking for a cow and a sheep? They were just glad to be in God's presence. Can you just be? I don't know about y'all. If you ever not been in his presence, when you get their cars, don't matter no more. When you get their houses, don't matter no more. When you get their marriage, don't matter no more. I don't think about my children in worship because I'm spending time with my daddy. But we are tainting his worship time with things. Things. If you just show up, I give you things. Seek ye first the kingdom. Things will follow. Oh, God. Somebody say a new approach to worship. Worship proskuneo, pros, the word pros, P-R-O-S. It's not by chance this word P-R-O-S means to come alongside. Somebody say, come alongside. The word caneo, caneo. It's not by chance. The word caneo means to kiss like a dog. Kiss, caneo, canine, caneo. It's like a dog. When a dog bows down, he bows his head down and to kiss the feet of his master. I'm so glad to be in your presence, God. I just kiss your feet. Come alongside. The worship, true worship, true worship don't take you to his presence, it brings you to his presence. It puts you in a place where you want to be forever, not just show up for Sunday service. I worship you to be close to you. And I stay worshiping you to stay close to you. I can't sing, so sing cannot be a condition of worship. I can't dance, so dancing can't be a condition of worship. It's only one thing that's a condition of worship, and that's sacrifice. Did you die to get there? You may have not died to get there if you don't stay there. 
Because your condition of staying is how much you lost to get there. The only true condition to worship is obedience, and obedience is better than what? So if you was obedient, you'd be there all the time. Since we can't be obedient, guess what we got to do? Make a sacrifice. Somebody say, worship. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, under what? The mercies of God, that you present your body holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable act of what? Are you obedient? Have you gained presence? Have you gained ground through your obedience? Now, I'm asking you real quick, real quick question. How many of y'all have been totally obedient to God? But how many of y'all, when you're all obedient, you feel like his presence is all around you? Why do we fast? To get in his presence, to beat my body, making my slave. So when I get through preaching, I can still keep the prize. This is worship. So I say worship. Worship is not coming to church. Worship is not paying your tithes. He says in one book of the Bible, in the book of Luke, I think Matthew, one of those, he says, should the servant thank, no, should the, should the master thank the servant for doing what he's supposed to do? So I throw not. I throw not. The word throw means to, I think not. I shouldn't thank you for showing up and doing what you're supposed to do. What about, did you do what you were supposed to do over what you've been doing? True worship is a sacrifice to God. I got to, can I slow down? So I say worship, pros, come alongside, Caneo, to kiss. Can I tell you what kissing means? To please. Now, if you got all in God's presence and to ask him for something for you, that's not worship. That's not worship. You came alongside him to get, not to kiss. When you're truly worshiping God, you come alongside to bless him and to please him. And the way you please him is by doing exactly what he called you to do. Somebody say amen. So let's go to the next. Oh, I'm, I'm controlling the slides. I'm sorry. So this, it says, this lesson is going to teach us a different way to come close to God to get in his presence. A different way to come close to God to get in his presence. Now, can I tell you something? Elder, this is not a new and improved way. It's not. It's been, it's been this way forever. Well, I ain't going to say forever. It's been this way since Jesus rose. When he rose, what happens significantly that also should make you want to relook at your Catholicist ways? What happens significantly when Jesus died? What happened significantly, uh, prophet, uh, ex-Catholic? What was so important with the curtain? What happened to the curtain when he died? No, it went away. Not it away. Because, uh, listen, the key thing was you had to go behind the veil and talk to the priest and confess to the priest, and the priest go to the, uh, to the God and he pray for you. And God, Jesus says, I don't want that crap no more. Get rid of that crap. So what he did, this, this tall, I mean, the curtain was like tall as the ceiling. And he didn't rip it from the bottom to the top. It would have been, been known that a man could have ripped it from the bottom to the top, even though the, 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 the cough was so strong, no man could rip it. But God, whenever he died, Jesus allowed the cough to rip from the top to the bottom. He rent the veil. No longer do a man got to go behind the veil to talk to a priest. The priest come to me. You can come to me, and I'm going to teach you that in a second. Teach that in a second. But he got rid of that because there was no more need for, for um, group relationship with God. God said, I don't want group love-making sessions no more. I want individual love-making sessions. Oh, I gotta, I'm going ahead of myself. Slow down, Clyde. This lesson is going to teach us a different way to come to close to God to get his presence. Real quick, we need to know these things. There is a new way. Number one, write that down. 
There is a new way. And the new way wasn't 2019 way. The new way wasn't the 1900s, 1800s, 1700s. The new way started on day 0001 AD. Hail Marys and all that kind of stuff. It was very religious, very religious. The Catholicism, you think Baptist is bad. Baptist is only a junior to the Catholics. I'm going to teach you some stuff in a second that really going to help you understand. The Bible is not a mistake. What you say, Elder? What? You say, wow. Somebody say, there is a new way. Go real quick to Hebrew. I don't have a lot of time to play with this. Go real quick, quick to Hebrew, the 8th chapter, 7th verse. Hebrew, now, now this is not by chance with Hebrew. What was the last chapter we talked about in, in Bible study? What, what did we come out of? We was in what? What was the last chapter we was in, Mama Carol? Shame on you. <laughs> it was on Philemon. Philemon was the last one. We had the, the leaders, right? We came out of Timothy, 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy, Philemon, remember those? So we're in Hebrew now, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time in Hebrew tonight. We're in Hebrew now, but we're following through the books of the Bible. So I didn't jump out of my regular lesson. I just paused. I paused in Hebrew. I'm going to pause again in, in Revelations. I'm going to pause again in Revelations and teach to you something I never studied. I'm going to teach you something I never studied. God touched my heart, and I never studied. I heard about it, but we're going to deal with the seven seals. I'm going to pause Revelations, and we're going to deal with the seven seals. Whoever, who's ever studied the seven seals, the breaking of the seven seals? You studied all of them? So mama's going to be ahead of me. I'm going to be embarrassed teaching something that she already knows. So I got to come on with it, y'all. I got to come on with it. <laughs> I ain't going to take that for granted. I'm going to hope you remember so I can come on with it some more. So I'm pausing in Hebrew. Can we pause in Hebrew for a while? For a while? Okay. So I need you to go to Hebrew, the, um, seven, 8 chapter, 7 verse. Somebody say, there is a new way. So I'm telling you right now, so many people are stuck in the old way. I was raised Baptist, not knocking, no Baptist background. We, a lot of us was raised Baptist. And how many of y'all know the old Baptist way wasn't always the right way? If they exit you out of church for catching the Holy Ghost, that wasn't right. I'm sorry if I offended some of y'all Baptist pastors. Somebody said, there wasn't a way. Okay, I'm, I got somebody mad at me. I feel it in the spirit. I'm going to keep on going. Go real quick to Hebrew 8, 7. 13, 713. So who got the mic? You can pass it off. You, you want to read it? You can read it. You can pass it off. Go ahead and read seven. Somebody say, there is. Y'all not like y'all want to be here tonight. Everybody say, there is a new way. If I talk English correct, there's a new way. I wasn't supposed to put my there and the is. I supposed to put them together and abbreviate and make it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Somebody read it for me real quick. No, you got to talk to me now. So if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, somebody say covenant, covenant. testament, covenant, covenant. Testament. testament. Everybody say again, covenant, covenant. Testament. testament. Now stop saying stuff and not think about what you're saying. Now say it again, say covenant, covenant. Old, covenant. old covenant, new covenant. New covenant. Say testament, testament. Old, testament. old testament, new testament. New testament. Have you ever correlated those together before? When you walk out of the Old Covenant into the New Covenant, you walk out of the Old Testament into the what? 
The New Testament has to do with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created the new covenant. Therefore, it also is the new what? New, new what? New covenant, new what? New covenant, new what? Think about that. So as you shift, you're shifting out of the Old Testament, New Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant, and the very thing that changes the covenant is Jesus Christ. There was no Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. There was no Jesus Christ in the Old Covenant. Jesus Christ redefined the covenant, New Covenant, New Promise. The Old Promise took me to a building. The New Promise took me to a kingdom. The Old Promise took me to a tabernacle, to a back room that was in the shape of what was supposed to represent heaven. The new covenant take me to the real heaven. I don't want the type and shadow. I want the real thing. And that was a transition. And it needed to be a new way because the old way kept you on earth, built in temples made by man's hands. But the real temple was designed by God and was not to mean to look like a little thing you can carry around. Talk to him, Elder. Go talk to him. To the eighth verse, seventh I gave them a way to come to me, and I remember, somebody say worship. worship. Now, I got to say, God, I don't want to go ahead of myself. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm, it's so much, y'all. I'm sorry. Keep going. This was the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord. The new covenant. Somebody say new covenant. The new covenant. Keep going. I will put my laws in their minds. Not on a tablet. It was so important they wrote it on a stone tablet. The reason why I was wrote on a stone tablet because you didn't have a Holy Spirit to talk to you. So I need to have it not just on a tablet, but a stone tablet because when it's written in stone, it shouldn't change. It shouldn't change. But since it, it can't change, I'm putting a stone tablet I can put on, until I can put it on a stone heart. I can't put it on a stone heart right now because you don't have the Holy Spirit. So now Moses got to tell you to know God. Now Abraham got to tell you to know God. Now Isaac got to tell you to know God. Jacob got to tell you to know God. That's why we used to pray to the God of Isaac, Jacob. No! We don't say that no more. We say, my God, my God. We don't say Isaac and Jacob and, and the God of them anymore. We have our own relationship. Somebody say, my own. Just keep going. This is good. Help me, Holy Ghost. No more you had to go to a priest and say, priest, go talk to God. God said, you'll know me yourself. I will have a relationship with you. Keep going. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, Woo. he has made the first one obsolete. No more need 
for me to keep doing things religiously anymore. I must do things relationally now. We're calling the new covenant new. I have put away the old covenant. There's no more need to take a tabernacle into the camp uh, of the tribes in the winter battle no more. I carry the tabernacle on the inside of me. I can win everywhere I walk into, not because I carry a tabernacle, because the tabernacle is in me. Not because I carry a church, because the church is in me. The new approach is not keeping everything on the outside. It's bringing it on the inside. No longer we have to tell a man to know me. I know him because I'll be in his heart. The new relationship. Can we talk tonight? Keep going. Are you, you don't have much more. to Say that last part again. Someone say, the old way is no longer needed because there's now a new way. Y'all with me so far? Y'all still with me? Yeah, I'm confusing you. Y'all good? I don't want to go far, but it, it go forward if I'm losing you. Okay, so somebody just go this second with me for a second. Say covenant, covenant. old covenant, old covenant. Tabernacle. tabernacle, building, building. By, man. by man, new covenant, Built by God in my heart. Relationship. Isn't that, can I tell you in the Old, Old Testament, you can look at me and tell me if I sinned because I had ashes all over me. And if I walked around in ashes, and this, I wouldn't embarrass my ashes because my ashes saved me. And so this is why the Bible says when you fast, don't do like the old people do and walk around in sackcloth and put ashes on you because everybody knows what you're going through. I don't have to let you know on the outside because I know on the inside what I'm really going through. And the only reason why they put ashes on them because I would let you know what was going on, on the inside of me, on the outside of me. I had to show everybody because everybody could judge me. Now the true judgment is with God, not by man. And now man can't judge me, but had to be man back then because only the priest could take your sins to God. If you didn't let man judge you, and the man says that when God healed them, when Jesus healed them, he says, go show yourself to the priest. And all the other men went back and he said, hold up, I ain't got to show myself to the priest. I'm already healed. I'm going to go back and say, give praises to God. Stop trying to show yourself to people from you being set free. Just show back up to God. Somebody said, show back up to God. Okay, real quick. Next one. Somebody said, there's a new way, and God is looking for you to walk in it. Go to real quick to Acts, I mean, John, 9, John 4 and 19. There is a new way. And if you continue walking the old way, God is disappointed. God is looking for you if you walk in a new way. Everyone say again, say, there is a new way, and God is seeking me. To walk in it. Somebody go to real quick to John 4, 19. John 4, 19. Now this is the woman at the well. The definition of New Destiny Fellowship Church. If I ever met with you and told you how New Destiny Fellowship Church is established, it's on this scripture. I was raised Baptist. My wife was raised Pentecostal. And we met... And we couldn't go to a Baptist church and we couldn't go to a Pentecostal church. Because Pentecostal church in my eyes danced too much and shouted too much and didn't preach enough. Baptist churches preach too much and don't dance and shout enough for my wife. So I need to find me a church where we're going to shout and we're going to dance and we're going to preach. And, and elders say we better watch out in New Destiny. We better start shouting because if not, we're going to lose our name. So we're going to start shouting. I heard Brother Devin down here practicing shouting music. We're going to shout in New Destiny real soon, y'all. Bishop got some new shoes. and I, I, I got me some new shoes. My new shoes got some slick bottoms. So I'm going to cut me a step here pretty soon. 
So Elder going to bring the shout back in New Destiny. All right. Uh, we, we coming back. We coming back. We just, brother, brother Jarrell left with the drums beating. He, he left and so Brother Jarrell was gone. So now Brother De- Devin trying to get it back. But we're going to get it back. We're going to get our two-step back. Amen. Somebody say this. Well, Lady at the well is where Jesus, New Covenant, met Old Covenant. And New Destiny is where Old Covenant met New Covenant. Don't get away with all the old covenant because some of the old covenant wasn't all bad. We weren't all bad the way we shouted and the way we preached. It wasn't all bad the way we did some things, but we do need a little new something. Ugh. Can I preach tonight on Wednesday night like it's Sunday? Somebody say, I need a little old. We have a little new. Don't need all new without some old. We need some old flavor with the new school. Ooh, this feel good tonight. Can I preach? This is my favorite. No, I'm lying. One of my favorite scripts in the Bible. But it is the definition of the transition. You find now a Samaritan who's stuck in tradition and had a divorce with the Jews. The Jews and the Samaritans rolled together. You ever read the scripture, the Good Samaritan? We read all this stuff and don't put two and two together. You ever read the scripture, the Good Samaritan? Why was it so surprising that the Good Samaritan stopped and helped the Jew? Because the Jews and the Samaritans weren't cool. We was raised together, but we separate gangs now. You're on the east side, I'm on the west side, and we don't talk no more. Why? Someone said the greatest wars was written... Because religion. So now the, the, the Samaritans say, man, we're going to stick with the old rituals. We're going to do the old rituals a little different than y'all, though. And Jesus is on the new scene. And, and Jesus says that, I'm sorry to tell you that the Jews and the Samaritans wrong. Because the battle was, the Jews are going to do things exactly right. How many of y'all know some church folks are going to do some things right, and then some going to try to see how much they can get away with? So the Samaritans were the, true, the, the people who say, we're going to see how much we can get away with. And the Jews, like... We ain't going to play like that. We're going to be strict to the book. And so the Samaritans and the Jews fell off. If the, if, if the, if the Jews say we're supposed to use no salt, the Samaritans say we're going to use a little salt. We're going to see what we can get away with. The Jews say that the, 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 the ram can't have a blemish. The Samaritans are going to say we're going to make sure you got a little blemish because we don't want to mess up our good ram, so we're going to make sure we get the one with a little blemish. They're going to play with it. And Jesus showed up on the scene and says, both of y'all are wrong. Read it to me. My ancestors were Samaritan. We worship on the mountains. Keep going. The Jews say, you got to worship over here. My, my uncle say, we can worship over here. We ain't got to go to Jerusalem. I ain't got to go to New Destiny. I can go any church I want to. We don't have to go the way we y'all doing. We can do, mama said that way. We ain't got to do what mama said. There's a battle. Who's right? Who's wrong? And Jesus said, I'm going to meet dead in the middle. Both of y'all wrong and both of y'all right. And we're going to find out right now. Keep going, though. Go keep going, Evangelist. New way. Everybody say new way. Say it again. You both wrong. But y'all got to look something right. Man, this is good. It ain't about Jerusalem. It ain't about the mountains. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about what they're doing. Somebody say, let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Keep going. The time is coming and it's now come. Somebody say, the new worshipers. 
the new way. Not Jew, not Gentile, not Baptist, not Pentecostal, not old school, not new school, this school. Good God, this is good. Keep going. What does it say? What is the new worship going to be like? And what? That's co-pastor. That's bishop. Somebody say, spirit is charismatic. Truth is evangelical. Evangelical is biblical. That's old school. That's law. That's Baptist. And, and, and spirit is, 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 is charismatic, that's spiritual, that's moving of the Holy Ghost. He said, if you know like I know, you'll stop trying to just be evangelical. You'll stop just trying to be Pentecostal. You're going to put it together. We need both of them. We need word and we need worship. We need preaching and we need worship. We need shouting and we need preaching. We need it all together because we need spirit and in truth. We need some law in this church and we need some worship in it. Good God Almighty. Can we come in a new way? We don't just got to show up in, in, in the old Baptist way. It's good to have some covenants and some, and some understanding of what the Word said. But can I tell you that church never got in the way of God. Programs was never meant to be wrote. Does this making sense? Somebody say a new way. A new approach to an old worship. Why is it old worship, Elder? Because the same purpose was to come close to God. That's the same person. Old worship is coming close to God. New approaches, we ain't got to do things the old way anymore. We can do things through the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God. Why do we still need law? Because through the obedience of God's will, we can get His Spirit. Obedience is better than what? So we don't have to sacrifice if we was obedient, but since we're not obedient, we're going to sacrifice so we can do what? Stay in His presence. I told you before, the Old Testament, they brought the Spirit down. New Testament, we got to bring the Spirit up in us. No longer do we pray to bring the Spirit down. He's in us. Okay, last one. Someone say, he wants us to abandon. Everybody say, he wants us to abandon the old way. Everyone say, he wants us to abandon the old way. 